Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. We are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP channel only. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I wanted to do this podcast was because I wanted to take that pain away from some of the new guys. I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues. My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a managed service provider. We started in 2005. I started with three employees and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're an MSP. We're currently about a dozen employees. We were originally founded in 1999. I believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share their mind share on how to overcome issues. I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago. I hope that you got a lot out of this podcast. Now here's your hosts, Myron, Joe, and Craig. And welcome back to the next episode for IT for Whiskey. I'm one of your co-hosts, Craig Hickman, with Myron Herrera and Joe Usia. What's up? What's up? What's up? So how are you all holding up amidst this uh, trying times? Everybody doing well? I am 30 days locked in. At this point, it feels normal. <laughs> <laughs> You know, honestly, I haven't really noticed much of any change other than the fact that people keep bringing up asking me, how am I doing? Other than that, I'm doing fine. I just live with a lot of drama. (laughs) We have a lot of women in the house. That's the problem. Maybe. I have two male dogs, two male cats. Does that not count? (laughs) All fixed, though. (laughs) That means everybody's fixed in the house. (laughs) All the males are. (laughs) This episode, let's talk about how are we all coping or how are our businesses coping with this, uh, with this new world? So I know that for us, it's been a challenge not being able to just walk over and talking to somebody. The simple thing of going to get the mail and doing checks and deposits has become a, a, a scramble. Just talk about where we are. Joe, where, where are you? How do you feel? How's your business doing? Uh, we're doing okay, actually. The only concern I have is collecting. It's always a concern, but nowadays it's a bigger concern because things seem to be moving slower. So from a business side of things, trying to get that money from the customers, everyone's trying to delay because, well, I know for a fact, some of them just won't pay because they feel that they don't have to, not that they can't and they just want to hold on to the money. But, you know, you deal with different personalities all the time and different types of customers and it is what it is. But I feel the same. I feel like the that for some, some obviously need the, the help, but for some, it's an excuse to say, hey, you know what? There's an opportunity for me to be able to delay or maybe get a discount where I don't necessarily need it, you know, or like you say, you know, that it may take longer to just collect, which then business may be operating correctly. You may not have lost a customer, but now cash flow becomes tight because, you know, and I'm not saying about you, Joe, specifically, I'm just saying in general, the MSP world is, is mostly probably going through that, you know, some customers may be reduced staff and things like that. And that, that puts a strain. I was on a call earlier today with 
one of the boards that I serve on. And the funny thing is one of the board members, they're a little bit of a larger MSP, but he was boasting that this week alone, they've hired 11 new people and he needs to fill 20 more positions because they're growing like mad right now. And, and he shared some secrets on what he was doing differently. And one of the things is taking a page out of Craig's book is he's marketing and advertising right now, whereas everyone else is holding back. And because of that, he's in growth mode, picking up where his competition is failing and not calling back customers and and not able to cope with the situation. So I think right now, as MSP, the number one, actually, I'd say any business right now, regardless of your business type, now's the time to be reaching out to your customers. Now's the time to keep in touch with them and make sure that if they need anything, you're there for them because now's the time you build those long-term relationships. Yeah. And we talked about this in another podcast. We went to a really good steakhouse here in Dallas. It's a restaurant that's obviously going through some really tough times right now. And I, I follow the, the owner on social media and things like that. And it's important to just communicate because he's communicating to the community, his followers, and just saying, listen, these are difficult times and this is what we're doing. In their case, they're putting like packages together so that people can like pull up and drive by and pick up. Yeah, they call it curbside delivery. That's a big thing here right now. This is a steakhouse, like the high-end steakhouse. I mean, if you heard the other episodes, you know what I'm talking about. They're very grateful for what people are doing and people are purchasing from them. And not only them, but their suppliers also, the, the farms that they buy from, it's supplying them because they're continuing to sell. So it's, it's a chain reaction, you know, and we got to all try to help wherever we can uh, and be creative. So in, in my point to this is that he's being creative using his social media to promote where they are. And he's got multiple restaurants. So he's talking about where they're doing the drive-through curbside pickup or whatever they call it. And that's keeping people informed. And that applies for every business. You, you got to be creative. So Craig, you're the sales and marketing guy in the, of the team. Joe also does it. <laughs> I think my creativity comes after about two, two whiskeys. Oh yeah, of course it does. That's, that's my, uh, where I, my juices start flowing. And so by 10 a.m. you're good. Oh, yes. And then by noon, it's all downhill. How do we know what I'm doing, where I am? Why am I working on this? What was it? All I know about marketing is I like the color blue. That's about it. I wonder why. Are you a, a pro at the color blue? Oh, yeah. I've got all the colors mastered in the different colors. I got I got your aquamarine. I've got your periwinkle. I don't know if that's blue or not. Then I got gentle blue, which is kind of a reddish blue, I guess. How many drinks are you in right now? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to Craig after he has his next one. So marketing, you know, as with everything, it's all about consistency. If you do something just one time, it really has no value unless you're doing it routinely. So anything that you do, you need to always stay on top of it and do it monotonously a lot, but don't be annoying about it. If you're doing the socials, you need to do that with consistency. Don't just do little stabs here and there because people will just forget about you. I don't know if anybody does any radio, but if you do radio, consistency. Does anybody do paper anymore? I don't know if anybody does any marketing in a paper. Paper right now, though, I, I would say is a little bit more complicated because people are in their offices and things like that. But I think radio or social media of any kind could potentially help. I don't do events with Robin Robbins uh, up to now, Greenlink, right? But Robin Robbins, which is a big marketing person, and I'll give her credit. She had a, a boot camp scheduled. It was one of her yearly events. And obviously with all this, it's been canceled. But instead, she went to a virtual boot camp. So she changed the whole program so that she can do it online. And she's been very, very creative where she lowered the price and she's giving tickets to next year's event as well 
So that way people can still go and, and do the event now virtually and go on in person to next year's. That's a way to continue to move the needle. It's funny because Dell just announced this week that they are done with all physical events for 2020. They canceled every event for the rest of the calendar. And the one thing that I saw in the chatter was, okay, so you're not doing Dell World, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, great, but what about virtual events? Are you still doing those? And they haven't commented on that yet. They said, we'll get back to you. We're not even sure we're doing those. So to a certain degree, it's it's good that people are taking those steps, but in another way, it's almost like they're trying to save money. I don't, I don't know. In, in her case, right, and again, we, we don't do any business with her. We haven't sponsored any of, any of her events, but I do know I do know Robin. I met her years ago and, and, and whatnot, but she does marketing. Being able to provide value now in terms of how to do marketing in this time is critical for any MSP. So I think that's that's good value. And if, if you need help, I think she's a, she's a great resource to any size MSP. Yeah, there's, and there's quite a few Robin Robin-style businesses that have come up over the last decade that are worse, better, or just as good, if not the same. And if you're looking to do that, just do your research. I have nothing against Robin Robbins. I've never used her. I, I've never used her program, so I can't comment on it. I don't know anything about it, but I do know that there are tons of companies like her. Yeah, there's the Gary Picas of the world, and you know, there's a bunch of them out there, right? The, the point I was getting at is, you know, now's the time to, as Craig said earlier, now is the time to start ramping up uh, and fixing the internal processes while you're marketing. So come up with different ways to market now and consistently do it in, in a cost-effective way, as cost-effective as you can afford. And in the meantime, fix up your internal uh, house and, and do housekeeping so that when we emerge from this, because... The majority of, of our listeners will emerge from this. I believe in that because we're, you know, stronger companies. But when we do emerge from this, what happens next? And we got to be ready for it because, you know, I was uh, talking with a, a customer this morning in their large travel uh, brokerage and they said that their CFO during the, the call, their CFO announced that their revenues were up this week over last week, triple. The thought by the executives on the call was people are at home just dying to get out there. The weather's starting to get really nice and they're dying to get out there. And so they're already starting to think and plan ahead and book vacations for September, December, or next summer. And they're getting a lot of long-term bookings. And I think this is just the beginning of the wave. So people are already tired of this and they want to get out of it. And I think we're going to be willing to do whatever we can to get out of it. And when we do, I think businesses for everyone is going to search because everything that we all held up on, it's going to then all come out at once. We were talking this before we started recording. The programs that are out there, if you look at it, that the government for the US at least, as of right now, there's two programs that are specifically uh, for the small business. And you got the, the PPP program, which is the payroll protection program, and then the e EIDL, which I think it's the economic incentive development loan or something like that. Those two programs, we look at it for ourselves as a business, right? So every MSP, everybody that's a listener should be looking at how they can take advantage of that. Because if you're a business, you should you should at least talk to your banker and see if you qualify for something. But the point is not just yourselves, but your customers. Reach out to all of your customers and make sure that they are also taking advantage of that. Because if they have the ability to restructure their debt or be able to you know, finance their payroll, that means that they're going to continue to be able to pay you as an MSP, or they'll be able to re retain an employee that then becomes a user on your agreement. And if they're able to restructure debt, 
that gives them the cash flow to be able to then, when this is all done, to say, okay, now we want to invest in the computers or we want to invest in a new network and whatnot. So help, again, you know, we've said it in the previous episodes, help as much as you can. It doesn't necessarily need to be free service, but help them as best as you can. Believe me, everybody needs help right now. My favorite motivational speaker is Matt Foley. I thought I was. <laughs> you don't really look like him very much, but I've seen you do some um, really good impersonations of other famous people, which we won't name. <laughs> we'll keep that on the down low here. Are you living in a van down by the river? <laughs> So actually, I did a, uh, a speech in college, and I, I based it on Matt Foley. I got an A on it. But, you know, keep in mind where I am in the, in the country. It's, it's pretty easy to get an A. You just got to show up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you showed up. Yeah, you win. Oh, man. So, so while we're, you know, um, taking a sip, what are we sipping? Well, when we were in Texas and we did that total wine run on the way to the airport that we talked about in a previous episode, I bought some things I'd never heard of before and never saw, never knew of. I'm drinking this one called Grangestone. They claim it's aged to perfection. I guess everyone has their own perspective of perfection, but it does have a cherry cask finish. And I like that cherry taste, as, as you know, our loyal listeners probably know. When you open the bottle and you smell, it's got a nice oak smell on the bottle to begin with. And you can really smell the oaky and the sherry in it. From a drink perspective, it's okay. It's got a little bit of a burn at the end, but it is it's overall, it's all right. I wouldn't put it at my top 10, but it's an experience. Nice. I actually have a bottle of, the, of their stuff. I, it was given to me as a gift uh, some time ago. I'm not a fan, but again, that's preference thing. We have different, a little bit of a different taste to each person. So, um, but I do think it, it does have its public. It does have its followers that like that taste. I would say that's a, that's a nice to have. So when Nancy Sabino recorded with us, she mentioned that one of her favorite was uh, Breckenridge. As much as we don't believe in whiskeys from Colorado, you know, I said, hey, I'm going to give it a try. I bought a bottle the same time you guys were here when we were here in the Total Wine. I bought a bottle of Breckenridge whiskey that's in port cask finish, which I do like the port cask. It's it's not bad. You have to let it breathe. Uh, well, obviously a little ice so that it, it uh, dilutes it a little bit and um, it tastes pretty good. It reminds me of uh, another port cask whiskey that i have well, actually it's a, yeah, a bourbon so yeah i would recommend this for the price point i can't i can't complain have you guys had any breckenridge before yes we have i have well because of nancy i bought a every bottle that they had one of each because they have about five different bottles but only four of them were available here and i don't know if you remember craig when you're we here in toronto we and you stayed at my place we cracked i think three or four of them anyways i think we always cracked all i think we go well we cracked them all yeah but the only one we didn't crack, I think, was the Orphan Barrel. Which wasn't a mistake, in my opinion, but... Well, that's your opinion. So, it's, it's, it's actually... It's all right. It's, it's, which one do you have there? The Port Cask Finish. The Port Cask, yes. Actually, that, that is the one I like the most out of them. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Thanks, thanks, Nancy. I know you're listening. Yeah, thank you, Nancy. What are you uh, sniffing there in, in your sifter? Oh, I am drinking Wild Turkey Rare Breed Barrel Proof. It's 112 proof Kentucky bourbon. It is actually very good. If you find this bottle, you should actually buy it. Uh, you might want to add a little bit of water to it, depending upon how strong you like to have your whiskey. But it is definitely full-flavored whiskey. There's nothing missing here on this. Sometimes I drink whiskeys, and I feel like there's something missing on the front or the back end. And uh, 
this one is definitely uh, is good. Dangerous. Does it say it kills coronavirus on the on the label? <laughs> <laughs> it will. It actually will. Anything above sixty percent alcohol, and this is definitely this. So actually, I just splash a little on my hands right here just now. You know, I found out that some things that I can go without is not not only just deodorant but shampoo because I, I don't have any hair, so <laughs> I'm saving money all. Anything else you're doing, Joe, cope with the with the, the changes of the world and how you're dealing with your customers today? We are doing exactly what Craig said earlier, consistency. So we're consistently once a week, we send out a note to our customers, give them a quick update. Even if there's no real update to be had, we still send out the message. It's a little tailored to the user, the finance user. We send out one message. Executives will send another. The end users on their help desk, we send another update out. Similar message, just slightly fine-tuned to who the reader is. And we, we've been doing that every week. Every Monday of the week, we send out a note saying, hey, you know, it's another week. Here we are, week four, week whatever. And you know, this is what's going on. And the feedback that we actually have received, because they're short, sweet, right to the point. Like Everyone's seen those long, long, long emails from every executive that they have a membership with or subscribe to a mail list. And you know what? I don't know about you guys. I read maybe the first or second one. After that, I just stopped reading them because it's all the same. It's almost like they copied each other's emails. In long story short, the feedback has been positive. Actually, we get emails back from them saying, thank you very much for the update. We're glad we still have you by our side. For the most part, like all our weekly calls or bi-weekly calls we have with customers on WebEx, they've continued moving forward. So if nothing else, they've increased in, in frequency. Usually I was doing five to seven web meetings a week. I'm probably doing 15 to 20 now maybe even more. I've found that the nice thing that has happened, if we have to talk about silver linings, is that people have learned on how to work more efficiently. They've accepted video meetings as a norm. Like I said, we're all in the same boat. Nobody wants to be the person that says, ah, if you're not going to come see me in person, then I, I don't want to see you kind of thing. Humans are all creatures of habit. After 30 days of doing something, it becomes a habit and becomes an accepted norm. I have a feeling that coming out of this, we're going to be doing a lot of less in-person meetings with customers from a sales perspective, and we'll be doing a lot more web-based meetings, which I think will be good for our business as an MSP, particularly because it will broaden the horizon on our, our geographic reach on the customers that we can now prospect to. This, this podcast has actually helped me. Because having talked with you guys so often on video has made it a lot more natural for me when I'm actually interacting with customers on video chat. I would just agree that it's the same thing. For us, when we moved our business from New Jersey to Texas, that was one of the scariest things because everybody would want, our New York customers would want FaceTime. And we slowly moved them to that video and then made those meetings maybe once a year or twice a year in person versus the quarterly maybe or every month, depending on the customer that was being done through video. So a lot of our customers have already adapted to that, which was really good. But I do know that that's a struggle with a lot of businesses to do video conference calls. And I think you're right, Joe, that this phase of what we're going through in our life right now is going to make that more possible as we move forward. You know, one thing I want to uh, uh, mention about and something that we're focused on a lot is, yeah, there are customers of ours that are maybe struggling a little bit more from the MSP side that are not growing, that are maybe just struggling to keep ends meet or whatnot. Those guys were not pushing any new sales or anything like that. We looked at which ones are essential businesses that are still operating, maybe even operating at full capacity or even at a higher than full capacity. They still have needs. They want a lot of things. So we've sold security packages. We've sold equipment, laptops, 
we've continued moving forward with some of the development projects that we've had and things of that nature, which has allowed us to not only continue our recurring revenue, but also continue to bill for projects. So focus on those customers. You may have customers that now they're essential, they're still operating, but their senior management staff may have some more free time to talk about maybe the time to implement MFA or some cybersecurity solutions, maybe a ID agent or something of that nature. It's a perfect time you know, not maybe not perfect, but it's a good time. (laughs) Yeah. Look at it from a positive, right? The positive of it that you potentially can talk to them about these things and, and take advantage of it to help them through it. What you also continue to get some sales and some project work in there. We actually broke down all our various types of clients based on hospitality, essential and non-essential. And based on that list, we are actually working on a piece where those who are hospitality, who will need time to ramp back up, we're going to give them free support for a while to help them get past the hump. Once they are able to actually go back into their offices, that's our goal. So hopefully it'll pay out dividends in the end, but there's no reason that we can't assist these people because I'm looking at the longevity of the relationship versus the short-term gain. And going back to the communication that Joe was saying about weekly letting your customers know, I think it's important for you to let your other customers know that you're helping customers. It's important that they realize that, hey, you know, we have some customers that are going through a tough time and we have uh, helped them. It's okay to self-market yourself because if they realize that you're helping others and they're also in the position to help, maybe they will help you to help them. You know what I mean? Maybe they will expedite that payment. I believe in transparency. So if if you talk about it and you tell the truth of what you're doing and if you're helping, I think most people, especially in a situation like now, are trying to do the right thing. I think it'll help long term. It'll create credibility with the ones that potentially uh, continues to get service as as normal. And you're definitely become create stickiness and loyalty with those that are going through a struggle and you're helping them through that struggle. So I don't see any negative. I, I say karma. It can either be your best friend or the biggest bee ever seen. So everyone says karma's a bee, but guess what? Bee could be your best friend and it could be the best thing that ever happened to you. So don't look at it from a pessimist side. Be an optimist a little bit, but keep your realist hat on and do what you want done to you kind of thing, you know. I've seen everyone in the channel kind of step up right now. The distributors are stepping up. Even to a certain degree, the manufacturers have been. Wow. I can't believe I heard, I heard Joe say distributors are stepping up. Those are weird words. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pleasant interaction with a distributor this week about from a finance side from the distributor. I never expected it from. And I said, look, this is the situation. This is who the customer is. I can't get a hold of anyone there to get paid. I mean, what would you like me to do about it? I know it's 40 grand, but, and you know what he said? Do what you can. That's all I can ask. It goes, don't worry about it. Just move on. Keep moving on kind of kind of thing, right? So move forward. And Actually, I told Eager Micro to get rid of our credit line. I told him I didn't want it anymore. Why, why, why would you do that? Whenever I purchase items, they would stick it in the credit line and not tell me about it. And I get like a threatening email a month later saying, you got to pay this. And I'm like, well, why is it doing there? It's just, we only pay with credit card. Like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm like, just close it. Now you, now you have no option. That's a good point in your case. As a, and to your point, right? And I think we're getting, coming close to the end. But so one thing we do is that we use that credit line and then we pay the credit line with a credit card. Ingram doesn't allow that anymore. They don't always do that. Yeah, you can get through that. We do it. 
not that we need the extension, we use it for the points. We've talked about that. Not just the distributor, it could be, be other vendors. They may provide you with the net 30, and then on top of the net 30, you pay it with the credit card and you get those points. Hey, if they'll allow you to do it, great, but all the distributors I work with don't allow that. Income used to be. But nowadays, ask them. Right. I'm, yeah, absolutely. Right now, it doesn't hurt to ask. And then if, if you're struggling as an MSP or whatnot, and you have office rent, don't be afraid. Ask them, listen, what, what are my options with you guys? And ask your landlord, what are my options? Because they're potentially getting help from the government. So if they're getting help, then they potentially can help you. And that's the whole purpose. The whole purpose of the $2 trillion that we're going to swallow as, as taxpayers is that we're trying to help us, the small businesses, to succeed. If your landlord is getting help, then he should be helping you or he or she you know, should be helping you. Remember one thing, all of the, these handouts are not, the majority of it are not free money and handouts per se. They're loans that have to be repaid a lot of times. Not all the programs, but the majority of them are truly a loan or a deferral of some sort. In Canada, they basically said, if you have a mortgage, fill out an application online and you can defer six months of your mortgage payments. That's great, but my principal is not getting paid down and the interest is still accumulating and tacked on to the principal I owe in the mortgage. And all I was put myself more in debt. Would you rather be in debt or be without a house? Admittedly, I agree with what you're saying. But the point being is that just be careful on how you leverage these programs. Don't look at these programs as free money handouts because they really aren't. It's a, it's a way to stimulate the economy and keep things running. So just be some of it in the U.S., some of it is. Uh, some of it is, let's call it f free money. I mean, there's there's requirements and things like that. But yeah, some of them are loans. And again, that's that's the same thing. If your landlord is going to give you a break, it's most likely that they're going to say, okay, you know, maybe I'm going to give you a discount now, but I'm going to tackle it to your last payment or something like that before you leave or, or whatever the case is. That's, that's a decision of the landlord. Maybe they say, no, there's nothing we can do. But it doesn't hurt if you're struggling the whole point is you have to maintain that boat floating. If you got water coming in, you got to mitigate that water somehow. And you got to reach out to everybody to make sure that you stay afloat because that's really the, the name of the game right now. Agreed. Cash flow is king. We, don't we have an episode on that? <laughs> you know, I've got this great color printer. I don't have a problem with cash. Yeah, yeah. I think we talk about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> only $2 bills. <laughs> <laughs> they only print in twos though, right? <laughs> All right, boys. Well, thanks uh, for the time again today. It's been a slice like usual. Keep safe, keep healthy. And if you're tuning in, please remember, subscribe, share, recommend, send us feedback, social at itforwhiskey.com. We love hearing from our listeners and you know we respond to every single email. Social media, we're at itforwhiskey on LinkedIn, on Instagram, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Please reach out. Please put comments on iTunes. We've received some new comments. And I thank everybody for that. And please continue to do this so. That way we can get the message out. Hopefully we're, we're providing some, some value and it's helping your business and helping you get through this time and beyond. Kevin, do your thing. That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. Yo. Oh, please don't take your shirt off, Joe. Oh, we're still recording. Son of Kevin, did you get that? Yes, you did. <laughs>